0: This is PBF, Public Radio, Radio Free America, episode number seventy-eight. I am Romeo One Oscar. This comes from Raiklin. Raiklin, not sure. It's at R-A-I-K-L-I-N on Twitter. Ivan, I do believe Ivan. I follow him. Is a former. Special Forces Green Beret, and currently a lawyer. As he points out, current state of the 2020 presidential election, Trump, Trump has 232 votes, while or 232 electoral votes, while Biden has 226, because 80 votes are currently in dispute. All disputes must be resolved by these state legislatures by December 14th, regardless of audits, recounts, lawsuits. Six of these four legislatures, or six of these seven legislatures are majority ours. So, something to check out, something to think. Since this weekend, the Mockingbird Media is repeatedly telling us that Biden, is the projected winner. We also have Siri telling us that if you ask who the president is, the president, we're told, is Kamala. And if you even ask what the age of the president is, you'll see it's living like 56 years and four months, which would be Kamala's age. Are they trolling us? I don't know. Possibly. I wouldn't doubt it, but, I mean, (laughs) we know Kamala is the real uh, power behind that side. But let's look at what's going on, some basic information here as it relates to the current election. This is an article which comes from the American Thinker by Jay Valentine. Like many, I spent the last few nights waking up at 2.03 a.m., no reason, then looking at my phone for news. Any news that might be positive for President Trump. I survived on Rush, Bongino, Mark Levin. When the news continued to be ugly, I even checked in on Ridiculous bloggers promising that ballots were watermarked and DJ, our household name for a president we love, was actually launching a sting on the deep state. Enough already. Stop the madness. Hey, I have a degree in statistics, and I have some level of critical thought. If there is such pessimism in my tribe, I am not going along. So today, I started to dig into the numbers, and as I did, I fought my confirmation bias at every step. I realized that I, like millions of others, had been numbed into despondency by the overwhelming press, media, and social media push to certify President-elect Biden. I put that in there so you can see how repellent it is. Hey guys, this thing is not only not over, it is scary for Biden. I mean, really scary. Most of all, the media know it. Thus, the rush to get everyone in line with a narrative that a 78 year old early dementia former VP who could not draw a crowd larger than a dozen just beat DJ in a fair election. Process that for a moment. Start with Pennsylvania. Biden, as of this writing, is at 290 electoral votes. Pennsylvania is 20. I read the Justice Alito opinion, and it is pretty clear that he wants the after-election night at 8 p.m. votes separated for a reason. Biden is going to lose at the Supreme Court, and they know it. Four justices already said The Pennsylvania Supreme Court cannot adjust voting rules. A new arrival, Justice Barrett, says she is there to apply the rules in the Constitution. Okay, want to bet she does? Remove the after 8 p.m. ballots and Biden loses Pennsylvania. Biden 270. Let's visit Nevada. I have a lot of friends in California who have condos in Nevada to evade state taxes. There are not a couple of people doing this. There are tens of thousands. Everyone knows it, and California seeks them out. Our old pal, Harry Reid, knows it as well, and he apparently has them voting in droves in this election. Probably not a big DJ constituency. Within 72 hours of the election, the Trump team found and validated over 3,500 of them. I do not suspect that Trump's people stopped counting. Within 72 hours, 3,500 were found. Every one of these is a ballot reduction for Biden. Nevada, as of now, is well within reach for DJ and the Trump team, particularly when the California crowd is reduced. And a few of them may testify since a false vote is a very bad thing. With jail time, if convicted. Maybe a bigger story here. Remember where we are, people. Biden is at 270 after a highly probable Supreme Court decision. Read Alito and Concurring Opinions. Lose Nevada, lose the election. But wait, it gets better. Let's visit Wisconsin. Right now, 2,000 votes in Uncle Joe's direction. Lots of stories out there well below the Google fold. Yes. Just remember, don't don't search Google on any of this, because it's going to tell you every single thing here is debunked. And there are way more Wisconsin votes than there are registered voters. Okay, maybe the dead can vote up there, probably a Midwest thing. Well, last night we found that Wisconsin election clerks were told and followed the direction to modify mail-in ballots and fill-in blanks where witnesses left out critical info. I am sure it was just a good customer service thing and they meant no harm. The problem is every ballot is now toast. There were thousands of such prima facie wrongful votes. Oops, Biden up 20,000. Now that number is in question. No more truckloads of votes coming in. So every DJ's team, every ballot DJ's team eliminates gets President-elect Biden on step closer to former VP Biden who lives in a basement. Not good here. North Carolina, the one pretty much looks like as though it is over and DJ won it. Fox News is rumored to call it for Trump around April 2021. Probably around Alaska around the same time, huh? With its three votes. Remember where we are. Biden is probably going to lose Pennsylvania. So if he loses even one state, even one electoral college vote, ouch. Either DJ wins outright or it goes to the house, which means that DJ has four more years. We're not done yet. Michigan, oh yes, the land of the glitches in the voting machines. 6,000 votes for Trump given to Biden in one of 47 counties where that software is used. About 150,000 votes in Biden's favor right now. Google the 130,000 votes that showed up in the middle of the night and you can see How the wonderful people at Google are fact-checking this debunked. In fact, for fun, Google, Michigan voter fraud, and you get literally three pages of this. This was fact-checked and proven to be false. Why would Google be so assiduous? They, too, see. If Amy votes with the four, Biden is one vote away from the basement. Lawsuits in Michigan and other states are being launched, and discovery will take place. Google will not be there. voter fraud is kind of like larceny. A little okay. It is even kind of entertaining. Dead people have been voting for hundreds of years in Democrat cities. It is such a constant that one would think the Republican Party would consider a dead voter outreach program to get their share. But voter fraud on this scale is just not sustainable. It does not pass the common sense test. We have bloggers with lots of times in their hands going through voter rolls and showing that the person after person who voted in a swing state also fought in the Civil War or maybe War of 1812. It was funny at first, but the overwhelming number now goes beyond humor and rubs our faces in it. I think DJ has one, has to swing one state, actually one electoral vote. Not only is this thing not over, but the Biden team must be sweating bullets. Voter fraud at scale seems like a really cool idea until DJ went to the mattresses. Now that he is fighting it out one voter at a time, with the Supreme Court likely to create the starting point at Biden 270, Biden has everything to lose. And remember, we've got Mitt Romney now. Good old old Mittens. Mittens, the failed candidate of 2012, The never-Trumper who tried to become Secretary of State and then failed at that, and also whose son was involved in Ukraine with Hunter Biden, John Kerry's kid, Nancy Pelosi's kid, now coming out and saying that Trump must concede that Trump, oh, that he... Praise for Joe Biden, of course he does, because his kid is tied up with that kid, he's a rhino. And I've heard from a lot of people in Utah they're not happy with him. Well, I mean, I get it, I get you're not happy with him. Um, I uh, I don't know what to tell you guys, you know, he, he, he lied to you, that's for sure. Quick update, I talked to you about Matt Brainard, at Matt Brainard, this is the data guy that used to work for Trump, he's got more Trump people, former Trump people come on team, his Twitter is at Matt Brainard, he does a really good video last night, did a really good video where he broke down where he is at. This is a very important type of thing because he he makes a very good point. Some of the things we're seeing, like the statistical anomalies, you know, the chances of these things are like 0.0000009% or something crazy, right? But the problem is there's still that nine, right? So it's still possible, you know, it's still possible for you to get struck by lightning while a shark is attacking you and simultaneously you win the Powerball. There is a possibility for all of those things to happen. It's just very highly unlikely. So you have to dig in, and you have to get data. You have to get concrete evidence. And that's what he's looking for. One of the things that he's doing is looking at the ballots cast by voters flagged as moved. In Georgia, he has identified 138,220 1. Individuals who cast ballots but had moved. In Pennsylvania, he has 24,475 voters marked as having requested and been mailed a ballot but not marked as having returned it. And it's about 250,000 and about 500,000 in Pennsylvania. He's got, so far, found 20 voters who cast ballots but are found dead based on name and full DOB match. Right now, we've got 20 in Georgia and 20 in Pennsylvania. So, what they're doing with this information is they're going to be going after state after state. They've looked at Georgia. They've looked at Pennsylvania. They're going to be looking at Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona. Other places. They're raising money. Apparently they've raised over two hundred fifty thousand dollars on Gibson Go. They had raised two hundred twenty thousand on um oh what do you call it? I'm sorry, uh <laughs> GoFundMe. Then GoFundMe shut them down. Of course. And as we outlined, you have people that worked in the Obama administration and other associated acts that run gofundme and donated a ton of money to a lot of left-wing causes and they're shutting this stuff down because hey they can because it's my private business and my private business they made sure to get people in these positions that can shut stuff down that's how the game's played so at gibson go yeah i would suggest um i know we had put it on the telegram yeah, okay, so he's looking today, he's digging into Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona. Uh, he estimated he spent 145000 gathering this data so far. It's not a cheap little thing. But uh, if you want to, you can give the money on Give, Send, Go. It's uh, labeled as a Christian site. It's also where Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, fundraiser is at. So, yeah. Um, This is how you find concrete information that there is fraud going on. Alright, one last piece today which I would like to share with you. A little piece of history that it is in McKinn County. This is from Chuck DeCaro on November 6. Reverberations of the McKinn County War Redux. Then as now, the Democrat Party machine sought to absolutely unfairly control the process of a free government. They've been doing it for a long time, real long time. Just a year ago, I noted the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, considered by many a despicable poltroon, a kind of love child of Barney Fife and Lucrezia Borgia, had a political predecessor in an earlier incident in American history. Then as now, the Democrat Party machine sought to absolutely and unfairly control the process of a free government. Given the currently statistically suspicious Joe Biden vote in Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada, it might well be worth repeating the piece of American history to the American Party in bloc. In 1936, Democrats were elected into office in Tennessee, and among them McKinn County Sheriff Paul Cantrell and his successor, Deputy Pat Mansfeld. Cantrell and the Democrat Party machine became so entrenched in McKinn County that within a decade they controlled every government agency, the schools, and the local newspaper. GIs from McKinn County returned from World War II battles in the Pacific and Europe where they had fought fascist tyranny with rifles and bayonets now found themselves in the grips of a localized tyranny that controlled everything, especially the police. Like today's Democrat big Wids, the sheriff did all he could to make his procedures absolutely secret so that no one could manifest the size and scope of the hijinks of his Democrat party machine. The newly returned soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines found themselves under the thumb of this localized dictatorship in which the sheriff's deputies were paid under a fee system. More arrest meant more money. The returning GIs, many of whom were immediately fleeced by a system over which they had no control, formed the GI ticket and set about voting the sheriff out of office. When the election came in August 1946, the deputies seized all the ballot boxes and took them to the county jail for safekeeping. Much like the thinking of many Trump voters around the country, the GIs realized that something more than the normal parliamentary response was in order. So whilst today's Trump voters are as yet armed with their smartphones as they try to ascertain, ascertain the legitimacy of Tuesday's vote, The McKinn County G.I.s decided to seize the ballot boxes and count the votes the hard way. Upon seeing that the sheriff was attempting to do in the secrecy of his reinforced building full of armed deputies, the G.I.s took up arms quite literally. Thompson submachine guns, M1 rifles, and shotguns. The combat veterans organized a siege of the jailhouse and demanded a public counting of the ballots. No one quite knows who fired the first shot, but a vigorous gunfight ensued. Under covering fire, a couple of brave veterans, apparently former combat engineers, rushed to the building and were busy placing demolition charges on the reinforced doors when deputies raised a white flag. In the end, nobody died, but at least 20 people were wounded. The sheriff, in fact, had been engaged in electoral fraud. When the ballots were counted in the light of day, it turned out the G.I.s had quite legally won the election. 21st century Democrats of the same mindset as those corrupt McGinn County cops might take note of the reaction of voters when secrecy and deceit are applied to public electoral processes. simply imagine the looks on the faces of haughty McMinn deputies as the ex-G.I. sappers got ready to set off their demolition charges. Yes, indeed. A great story from history. So, history is always good to pay attention to. Can uh, teach us important lessons. This is Romeo won Oscar. This is Radio Free America. I am out.